Welcome to episode 10 of Travelling Science. G'day legends, welcome back to Travelling Science, the podcast that's sharing science with the world. My name's Jesse Crow, and I'm the Travelling Scientist, coming to you today from Brisbane in Australia. I'm a health science communicator, and on this podcast, we interview doctors, researchers, and experts, hearing their stories and sharing their ideas that help us to live smarter, happier, and healthier lives. But every now and then, I like to do a solo episode talking about something specific that I feel like we need to know more about, something that's really important to us. I did an episode on dopamine, our pleasure hormone, and how we can manipulate that to improve our focus and motivation. I did an episode on serotonin, our happiness hormone, and how we can master that to feel happier and healthier. So I thought it was about time that I did an episode on cortisol. That is our stress hormone, or at least that's what it's most commonly known as. But what a lot of people don't realize is that cortisol is actually super important for a variety of functions in our body. However, cortisol can play up, and if we have too much or not enough cortisol in our body, it can be a bit of a problem. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about what exactly cortisol is and how it works in your body. We'll discuss what happens when cortisol isn't working properly, and I'll share with you some tips and tricks that you can use to optimize your cortisol levels, thereby boosting your energy, improving your sleep, increasing your immunity, maximizing your memory and learning capabilities, and reducing your overall stress. So to get started, cortisol is our stress hormone, but it's responsible for a variety of different functions throughout the body. Cortisol is largely responsible for our energy levels, and it does this by controlling our blood sugar levels and our blood pressure levels. Cortisol is also involved in the immune system, and it helps with the suppression of inflammation to help us fight infection. Cortisol is also involved in our learning and our memory. It's largely responsible for our sleep cycle. And of course, cortisol is important in our stress response. But where does cortisol even come from? Well, cortisol is produced in the adrenal glands, which are on top of your kidneys, which are in your body, which is on Earth, which is in the Milky Way galaxy, just for reference. But cortisol is being produced in the adrenal glands where it can get released into the bloodstream so it can flow around the body and have its various effects. And its production is usually controlled by the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, which I'm now going to call the HBA axis because it's way easier. But the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland are two parts of our brain that are directly linked with the adrenal glands and they can detect whether the body needs more or less cortisol and trigger that production of cortisol. Now, we usually have a daily rhythm of cortisol, and it actually spikes in the morning. That's when it's at its highest, and that spike of cortisol is what wakes us up and gets us out of bed. Then cortisol is pretty high, and it slowly goes down throughout the day, and it starts to taper off and get pretty low around about the time we start to feel a little bit sleepy. That helps us to rest and recover and consolidate our memories to learn things, and then cortisol slowly increases throughout the evening, and then it spikes again the next morning, causing us to wake up again. That's the daily cycle, circadian rhythm of cortisol. And a lot of people often don't want cortisol. They just think it's the stress hormone. It's bad for you. You don't want it, right? That's not true. 
Like I just said, we need cortisol to help us sleep. It gives us energy. It helps the immune system. It helps us to learn and it helps us with our stress response. When something goes wrong, when a stressful situation arises, cortisol helps us to deal with that. I mean, we've evolved cortisol for a reason. It's not just a stressful, annoying hormone that we don't want. Cortisol helps us to survive. It helps us to reproduce. It helps us to find food. It gives us the energy that we need to get through our daily lives. So cortisol is kind of important. And it's also important to know that cortisol doesn't cause stress. It's not if you have more cortisol, you get more stressed. It's actually the other way. Stress promotes cortisol. So if you're stressed, your body will produce more cortisol to deal with that. So the human body is continually responding to internal and external stresses. An internal stress might be that you're hungry or some inflammation in your body. Or an external stressor might be somebody that you just really don't like. When something stresses you out, like for example, you're out on a walk and you remember that you left the oven on, your hypothalamus sets off an alarm in your body, promoting your adrenal glands to release adrenaline and cortisol. In most situations, this all works together to allow you to respond to the stressor. You run home and turn the oven off before your house burnt down. Maybe dinner's burnt, but that's okay. You're alive. So that's essentially what cortisol is. It's a hormone that gives us energy, it helps us sleep, it helps us learn and remember things, keeps our immune system working great, and it helps us deal with stressful situations. It's controlled by the HPA axis, and when we experience stress, we get a little boost of cortisol to help us deal with that. Great, right? Well, not all the time. Next, we're gonna be talking about what happens when cortisol isn't working properly. See, cortisol is normally on a negative feedback loop. That means that when cortisol is produced, it prevents more cortisol from being produced. Another example of a negative feedback loop is the temperature. If it's hot outside, the negative feedback loop is you wanna cool down, so you take off all your clothes. Maybe not all of them, but whatever, for this example. When cortisol rises, it causes the body to produce less cortisol, normally, but, if you get into a situation where you're chronically stressed, and a loose definition of chronic stress is stressful symptoms for over 24 hours, then that negative feedback loop can turn into a positive feedback loop where cortisol causes the production of more cortisol, causes the production of more cortisol, and it keeps building on itself and it's a vicious cycle. Because there are many things that can happen as a result of excessive cortisol. For one, we get a reduced immune response. Basically, the immune system starts playing up, inflammation is not suppressed properly, and we're less likely to be able to fight infection and protect ourselves from getting sick. This is one consequence of being chronically stressed. You're essentially immune suppressed. And another issue with high cortisol levels is insomnia, the inability to sleep normally. Remember that daily rhythm. It spikes in the morning, which triggers you to wake up and get moving, but then it slowly drops throughout the day, not including the stressful moments. But when you're getting close to bedtime, cortisol levels are getting very low, reducing your energy levels and causing you to feel tired so you can fall asleep. But if you're in a state of chronic stress, your cortisol levels are abnormally high around the time you should be sleeping. And this keeps your energy high, forcing you to toss and turn in bed, keeping you thinking about what it is that's causing your chronic stress, which is probably just gonna stress you out even more. It's a vicious cycle, and essentially it makes sleep much more difficult than it should be, which can have a whole bunch of negative effects on your health. If you're not sleeping properly, your energy levels are out of whack. Your immune system might not be working at full capacity, and you can get sick, 
and this can lead to some serious mental health issues like depression, another big risk that's associated with chronic stress and elevated cortisol levels. Excess cortisol levels also leads to things like weight gain. When you're a little bit stressed, normally you can't eat. That's because your digestion stops working. It's not important during fight or flight or freeze situation. So when you're about to go on stage or you're about to run in a race, you don't feel hungry. You can't eat because you're a little bit nervous. But when you're suffering from chronic stress, it's like the opposite. That excess cortisol, it just makes you crave more sugar and fat because your body thinks it needs all the energy it can get to deal with this chronically stressful situation. But if it continues for weeks and weeks due to some chronic stress in your life, over time, it can lead to things like weight gain and diabetes. And finally, looking long-term, let me just tell you about a review paper that came out a few years ago. In 2019, a review by Sammy Uans and Julius Popp is titled High Cortisol and the Risk of Dementia and Alzheimer's Disease. And do you know what they discovered? High cortisol levels are associated with increased risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Subjects with dementia and Alzheimer's disease have been found to have higher cortisol levels than cognitively healthy controls, and it's believed that higher cortisol levels promote cognitive decline in older people. So that's a really serious long-term effect of having elevated cortisol levels, which is largely caused by living an overly stressful life. And if your HBA axis is really out of whack, you could have something like Cushing's disease, which is consistent excess cortisol production. This isn't normally just caused by being stressed, it's caused by taking corticosteroid medication for a period of time. It can also be caused by a tumor, but it's pretty rare. So you probably don't have Cushing's disease, but if you're worried about your cortisol levels, definitely talk to your doctor. Now, all of these things that I've talked about are symptoms of high cortisol levels, triggered by too much stress in your life. But you can control many of the stresses in your life, and you can also control how you respond to the stresses in your life. So just to recap, we know what cortisol is, we know what it's responsible for in the body, and we know where it comes from. And now we know all of the things that can go wrong if we have too much cortisol being produced because of overly stressful situations. So now let's talk about what we can do to reduce these stressful situations and reduce our overall cortisol levels so that we can maintain and master our cortisol to increase our energy levels and reduce our overall stress. Well, first, let me tell you how to test your cortisol levels. You've heard all about cortisol, high cortisol, low cortisol, cortisol responses. You're probably thinking, how the hell would I know what my cortisol levels even are? Well, you probably notice the symptoms of elevated cortisol throughout your daily life. Nervous feelings, racing heart, excess sweating, butterflies in your stomach. And in small, irregular doses, this is all healthy and normal. But if you're feeling anxious, having trouble sleeping, getting sick a lot, craving comfort food, putting on weight, something could be wrong with your HbA axis. Conveniently, you can determine your exact cortisol levels with a blood test, a saliva test, or even a urine test. However, remember that cortisol levels naturally fluctuate throughout the day, so you may need to do multiple tests on the same day to get an accurate reading of your normal cortisol levels. So let's talk about a few different things that you can do to reduce your cortisol levels. The first tip that I've got for you, and this one's probably super obvious, but is try to relax more, you know? Just chill out, man. <laughs> if you've got a stressful job, take a holiday, or better yet, quit your job. Spend more time relaxing, get a massage, try mindfulness and meditation. I know it can sound a little bit lame, but 
that crap works and find ways to change your lifestyle to include less stressful events and a more calm, chill life. And you might be saying, look, Jesse, I've got a kid. I've got a full-time job. I've got a mortgage. I've got an injured hamster at home. I can't just relax, okay? And yes, some of us are in some pretty tricky situations. No worries, there are other ways to reduce cortisol levels. The second thing you can do is to try and eat healthier. And we all know that what we eat has a huge impact on how we feel. And a study in 2019 by Sultani, Keem and Loguero showed that eating healthy diet for eight weeks showed greatly reduced cortisol levels compared to a control group that ate a typical diet. What is a healthy diet? It's just more whole foods. It's fruits, vegetables, legumes, lentils, healthy fats like fish, avocado, nuts and seeds, probiotic foods like yogurt, sauerkraut, and kimchi, whole grains, dark chocolate, and plenty of water and green tea. No junk food, not too much processed foods, not too much sugar. You know, there's not one miracle food that's gonna reduce your cortisol levels but just by eating a healthy diet in general is going to reduce inflammation in your body and reduce your internal stresses, which in turn is going to naturally reduce your cortisol levels. The third thing you can do to reduce your cortisol levels, you're not gonna like this one, but you could avoid caffeine. Yes, I know that caffeine gives us energy, but it also causes a bit of stress and anxiety, especially depending on your tolerance of caffeine. So if you're feeling pretty stressed, maybe you need to switch to decaf or try drinking green tea, something with a lower caffeine level. That's gonna reduce your stress levels, reduce your anxieties and reduce cortisol production in your body. If you don't wanna give up caffeine, that's okay. Not many people do. But the fourth thing you can do to reduce your cortisol levels is to sleep well. And I know this is tricky for some people. You wanna stay up late binging a show. You wanna go out and party on the weekend. But if you're not sleeping properly, you're not getting that rest, that recovery and that consolidation that your brain and body need. It's important to have a regular sleep schedule where you're getting at least seven and a half hours of sleep every single night or eight or eight and a bit hours and try and go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. That's gonna help your cortisol levels to stay relatively steady and low. Unfortunately, if you're already in a state of chronic stress, you could be struggling with insomnia and unable to sleep. And in that case, you gotta to refer to some of the other methods that I'm talking about to reduce cortisol and stress levels. And also next month, I'm gonna be making an episode all about insomnia, so definitely listen out for that. The fifth thing that you can do to reduce your cortisol levels is to spend time with animals. Animals help us to reduce our cortisol levels. Maybe you love dogs, maybe you have cats, Maybe you don't like either of those things, and that's unfortunate, but perhaps there's another animal, I don't know, a pet snake or a gerbil. Either way, research has shown that spending time with animals helps us to be more mindful, which in turn reduces stress levels and reduces cortisol levels. Also, they're freaking cute. So if you've got a pet, go and spend some time with it. If you don't, go and spend time with your friend's pets, go and walk your neighbor's dog, or just go down to the park and let some random dogs run up to you and give them a cuddle. It's gonna make you feel so much better. My sixth tip for reducing cortisol levels is to socialize. And I don't care whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, we all need to spend time with friends, with family, even with workmates. Spending time with other people will take your mind off stressful situations and it'll help you to relax and reduce cortisol levels, which is gonna make you an all around happier person. So go and spend time with some friends. 
The seventh tool that you can use to reduce your cortisol levels is actually a natural supplement and it's called ashwagandha. You might have heard of it, but I made a video all about it on my YouTube channel, The Traveling Scientist, and here's a little excerpt from that, which can tell you the potential benefits of taking ashwagandha. Well, a recent study in 2019 looked at 60 stressed out subjects and split them into three groups. One group took 600 milligrams of ashwagandha every single day, one group took 250 milligrams of ashwagandha every single day, and one group took 250 milligrams of a starch placebo every single day. And after eight weeks, it was proven that the subjects who took ashwagandha every single day had much lower stress levels than those who were taking the placebo. And the higher ashwagandha dosage was associated with greater levels of stress reduction. Furthermore, the study also looked at sleep quality and showed that the subjects that took ashwagandha actually had improved sleep quality compared to those that were taking the placebo. Ashwagandha does indeed appear to be effective at reducing stress, promoting relaxation, and treating anxiety, which is awesome. The eighth and final tool I've got for you to help reduce your cortisol levels is counseling. If you've tried all these other things and nothing is working, then maybe you need to go see a doctor and organize a therapist or a counselor, someone who you can talk to. And these people are professionally trained to help others deal with seriously emotional and stressful situations and perhaps change their way of thinking or change their lifestyle habits which are promoting these stressful situations. And by speaking with a professional, you'll definitely be able to reduce overall stress levels, reduce cortisol levels, and improve your life in a number of ways. And other things that are gonna help reduce cortisol levels include regular exercise, journaling, meditation, hobbies, humor, go and watch a comedian. But I've also got a list of things to avoid. Stressful situations, bad diets, smoking, vaping, alcohol, energy drinks, staying up to 3 a.m. to binge watch a show, sitting on the couch all damn day, having no hobbies, no animals, and no friends in your life. All of those things are going to cause cortisol to increase and stress levels to rise. So let's avoid those. So there you have it, legends. Now you know all about cortisol. We know it's the stress hormone, but we also know that it's responsible for controlling our energy levels. It's responsible for helping us to learn and remember things. It helps our immune system to work at its peak capacity, keep us protected, and it helps us to get a good night's sleep. And of course, cortisol is important for our stress response, which can help us to deal with stressful situations. Maybe your house is burning down. Maybe someone you hate is coming to hang out. By cortisol switching on, it's going to help you deal with those situations in a beneficial manner, which is a great little system. But sometimes we can be overly stressed or chronically stressed due to things like our jobs, our modern society, our freaking presidents and prime ministers. They're stressing us out, you know? And that can lead to excess cortisol levels, which can have a bunch of negative effects. Insomnia, diabetes, neurodegenerative disorders, mental health issues. These are just some of the things that can go wrong if our cortisol is out of whack. So remember those techniques and tips and tools that I shared with you that can help you to lower your cortisol levels and lower your stress levels to live a healthier, happier life. Things like relax a little bit more, improve your diet, get a good night's sleep, spend time with pets, spend time with friends, try using ashwagandha, try talking to a counselor. You can also try meditation, journaling, regular exercise, and make sure you avoid really unhealthy things like 
smoking, drinking, staying up really late, living in solitude, partying too much, energy drinks, drugs, all of these things are going to mess with your cortisol levels, boost stress, boost cortisol, and just make life more complicated than it needs to be. Hopefully you can use this knowledge and these tactics to master your cortisol levels, helping you to live smarter, happier, and healthier with more energy and less stress. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something interesting. Make sure you subscribe to Traveling Science, the podcast, or the Traveling Scientist YouTube channel. And if you can leave a review for me, that would be incredible. Finally, if you stick around to the end of the episode, I always leave you with a little secret. And this week's secret is I hate mandarins. True story. I love oranges, tangelos, tangerines. Pretty sure they're all the same thing. But mandarins, they just get me. I don't know what it is. They're so accessible. You can just peel them. They just fall into cute little bits for you. But something about the flavor, the pips. Maybe I had a dry one once. I don't know. But look, this fun fruit that everyone seems to love, I hate it. I hate mandarins. There it is. That's my, that's my secret for today. <laughs> Cheers for listening, legends. I'll catch you next Science Sunday.